Hey everybody, welcome back to Digital Marketing Masters today. Carolyn Willman is my guest. Carolyn Willman is a renowned digital marketer specializing in creating and promoting successful campaigns for companies. She is widely recognized as the contest queen and has authored two best-selling books, You Can't Win If You Don't Enter and How to Win Cash, Cars, Trips, and More. Through her online sweepstakes entry system, she has helped others win over $1 million in prizes. And I hope you're feeling lucky today because Carolyn is going to tell us how to win all the things, and uh, or at least how we can find out how to win things. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how AI is changing the face of marketing. Yes. I want to go way back. 1994, you started Imagination Edge. Uh, and that was a marketing consulting firm, right? For small business. I did. I, I was in between jobs and I had a neighbor who had a small business and was struggling and, you know, over the back fence kind of conversation and uh, they decided they wanted to hire me to help them and i thought oh i've got a business going i guess i better do something about that and this is before you had to check to see if the url was available and you know we we poked around and um we ended up with image.net because com was taken oh, and no. and i registered a business and I was off to the races with one client. That's how I start. Well, isn't that how everybody starts with one? That's right. You know, I think <laughs> I started uh, about a year, year and a half after you. My first website that I made for a client that I got paid for uh, was wow. for a place that did large format printing that goes on like buses and car wraps and that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, wow. And they paid me $50 and a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I love that. That's so, so fun. You and I both obviously have seen the changes in how mm -hmm. marketing has changed over the years. Um, and I know AI is really hot right now with good reason, right? It's it's kind of, it's jumped the fence. It's gotten to the point where the uh, average kind of tech user doesn't need to be a developer to use it. How do you think AI is going to affect marketing over the kind of near future? Well, right now, the way it is, I think we still need the humans to help it. Um, we need to put in the right prompts. You know, you get ask the right questions, you get the right answer kind of thing. And you still need to edit it and fine tune it. I wouldn't say write a book or a copy or anything like that just using AI. I wouldn't be comfortable with that, but that's just me. But I think you need the human because we have something that it doesn't have, and that's imagination. And I think that's something that the computer will never be able to replicate, even as good as it'll get. It could sound like a human, but it's not human. And so I think we're going to see a shift in how people work and create. They'll start automated, and then, then the human touch will be uh, put on it. That's what I see. Well... But we don't know what the future holds, so it's going to be interesting to see right. how this whole thing unfolds. Well, in the kind of sort of near term, 
Um, I think that's definitely true in the longer term, like the sort of creative side of things. That's going to be really difficult, I think, for us to judge. Um, yeah. So the way, from my understanding anyways, the, there's there's this kind of hidden layer in AI. They actually call it the hidden layer. And <laughs> what happens there is is essentially it's like the, the all the neuron pathways in your brain. Mm. That's how the program works, right? But the problem is that it's, it's so many calculations so quickly that it would take the rest of your life to analyze how it made one decision, right? Like it's just, wow. it's almost something that's impossible to figure out how it works. I'm sure they will find a way to do it, right? But the way that it works is, is very similar to intuition, which I found astounding when I started, like I was mm -hmm. hearing them say it and then I started looking into it and just, you know, uh, I think the example that Whitman had used was if you were to say all cats had to be one gender, like male or female, and all dogs are like one gender, male or female, and not to have a gender discussion, but I'm just saying, is this like an, an intuitive question, right? There's no logical answer to this question. Right. Most people would say cats are like females, and most people would say dogs are like males. And that's an intuitive answer that has no logical reasoning. And Correct. you can ask that to a large language model, and it can give you that answer. Hmm. There's no way that it should know that answer, right? It's an intuitive answer to a question. And people th are still under the understanding that AI is like a computer program that is logic-based, and they're not. So I think that's where things might get weird on the creativity side, because we don't know how it works. And it's evolving, which is interesting. And then I've also been listening to some podcasts about the next level of computing, which is quantum computing, which is mm -hmm. amazing to me because I'm not a scientist or a computer genius. Uh, I just like to uh, teach people how to have fun. And I know how to market that and I know how to write it down, hence the books. Right. And, and I'm also a terribly late adopter for things, which <laughs> I keep thinking I should be ahead of this. And then the next thing comes out and it still takes me a while to get on the bandwagon. Right. Like I, again, with the AI, it took me ages to start trying, uh, poking around with chat GTP to see how it would work with sweepstakes and, um, like, a, you know, but probably s sooner than I would have in the past taken up something <laughs> right so maybe i'm speeding well, up a little too <laughs> well i was gonna say you know as an early adopter i mean our company's been using ai software to help with tasks for a few years now right um so we're a little more familiar with it than kind of your average person out of the gate which happened to work out well for us but it's it's something where it's easy to catch up because the interfaces are easy to use now you know like sometimes it's a little weird if you're using maybe an image generator and you say, make this thing and it makes somebody who has eight fingers on one hand or something weird, right? Um, <laughs> but those systems are gonna learn and they're gonna, they'll be better later, right? Um, but I think it's still important for people to know how to use it. I wouldn't wait too long to be a late adopter is what I'm saying. But yeah, well, like I said, I did, I did try it out fairly soon compared to when I picked up 
some programs like for some reason I you know I had a Blackberry and by the time I got on to you know a, an Android phone it was 2013 and my handle that I used for um, for my business wasn't available so I had the in front of it so, so on Meta on Instagram and Facebook I'm the contest queen and on everything else I'm contest queen because I was smart enough to get, to at least jump on maybe not use it but to grab that grab the handle I have a strange suspicion that social media is going to kind of um, I, I'm not going to say it's going to go away because I don't think it's going to go away but I think it's definitely going to change dramatically yes I agree with that and I think part of the biggest change of it is going to be like the idea of you having your own personal AI and everybody else has their own AI and the AIs will just talk to each other you know so if you're hey you won't you won't worry about what's my handle on this thing or that thing you know you'll have you'll be carolyn william you know the contest queen and somebody will just go to their ai and say ask the contest queen such and such thing and you know your ai will answer it for you right uh, unless it's Ooh. important you know um like the idea that we're going to be digging through our email boxes in a few years is pretty unlikely right unless you have that would be nice i have I a think, lot of emails sitting yeah, there <laughs> i think your system will go through and do it for you right and there's similar programs to that already so mm -hmm. you know once they get a little more advanced i don't think there's any reason that we're going to be spending our days sifting through email anymore which i try not to do anyway because you know it's kind of a productivity killer we still have well, to communicate but right but i have uh you know that's one of the, the tips i actually give people if you start um signing up for sweepstakes is to have an email address separate just for entering right. and then check it every day because you do not want to miss a single winning notification and the same right. with your socials if you're entering on instagram check your notifications and your tags and your messages on instagram every day because you don't want to miss out on potentially winning a prize Right. Well, I wanted to also talk to you about that because I know we said at the beginning you're going to teach us how to win all the things. So I know uh, just from, you know, reading kind of your background and stuff, well over a million dollars in cash and prizes and stuff that people have won, right, from using your books and your system. Right? Well, I know it's more, but I only have testimonials for a million. <laughs> okay, well, only a million. <laughs> Luckily, in 2023, a million dollars is still a lot of money. But right. who knows what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> um, so anyway, how do you think things are going to change, um, you know, now that there's AI models and GPT and things like that? Do you think that is going to really change the industry at all? Do you think, because I mean, there's already automated bots that can enter contests and things like that. So I mean, it's nothing new, right? Well, here, let me give you a long answer with a timeline. And sure. I think you'll find this fascinating. So back in the 50s and 60s, it was contests. And I highly recommend um, your listeners and your viewers uh, read and or watch the prize winner of Defiance Ohio. And it was with Evelyn Ryan who entered sweepstakes as a survival mechanism. And it's how she brought in money and items into her home to help her family survive. Mm 
at that time and she belonged to a contest club and at that time the subtitle of the book is how to raise 10 kids on 25 words or less and it was all jingle based or I can't think of the word I'm looking for but you'd have to you know they'd start something like uh, this brand sandwich spread is and then you'd have to come up with something that rhymed or was clever and then they would use that in their advertising I so like their catchphrase or their captioning right and it was and it was called consumer generated media which is interesting because it's going to come full circle to that then in the movie they even showed hey have you seen this and she held up a um an entry form an entry blank from the grocery store so because it was cheaper for companies to run a sweepstakes than a contest because with a contest you had to have you know lots of people judging it and the first round of judges second round of judges narrow it down you know it was very time consuming with the sweepstakes you just filled in an entry blank mailed it in that was it so people who weren't creative it was easier for them to enter and win so then the hobby expanded so then it went from contest to sweepstakes and they were mail-in and so you'd fill out an entry blank or a three by five and maybe have a qualifier or like make a UPC, like you had the package label or the mm -hmm. box top, right. or you'd make one because they, by law, had to have a no purchase entry option. And you could mail those in. And then I came in to the hobby when it was starting to get computerized. So I was doing half mail in, half online. But at that point, online, was just basically taking the entry blank and sticking it on a web page. Right. It wasn't very sophisticated. And then it evolved to where they started doing more fun things. Computers were getting better. More people had them. They became like advert games. You know, you could go in and play a game and get an entry. You could log into an account for the contest so they knew it was you. There was all kinds of things. Then social media started coming on. So then we had Facebook giveaways and Instagram giveaways, and then it started getting more, and then they became more mobile. And now it switched to back to the consumer generated media. Right. Hey, take a picture of the product, uh, submit a video on TikTok, you know, and then sometimes they use those to uh promote their product hey look at our winning entry for this recipe it's called uh, the ugc everybody calls it ugc now yeah yeah ugc ugm it's marketing lingo just so it's it's interesting that it's kind of come full circle so what i see happening maybe with um the so what i've done for the chat gtp and the ai so far i ha i have not still 100 percent figured out how it's going to affect the whole sweepstakes as a whole right. because companies are using it to get people to buy their products and services and i'm not sure how it works however i have used it to create the no purchase entry option uh, essays a okay. lot of times in the rules if a product is really inexpensive and it's less than a postage stamp, for example, a chocolate bar, and you have a code inside that you enter or on a soda bottle, I say, well, just buy the soda. You have the code and the soda for less than it would take for you to mail away for the code. It doesn't make sense. However, if it's like a case of beer, which is, you know, $50, then you know, in, if Canada. You, if, in Canada, <laughs> if you happen to have the beer um, and then I, I do, I always try to support the sponsor a little bit. 
And then also uh, do the no purchase entry option because companies, let's face it, all marketing activity is designed to lead to sales. So if they don't see an increase in sales, they're probably not going to host more giveaways. And we want to make sure that they go, hey, this worked. So we're going to do it again. I don't think it's that healthy to eat that much chocolate or chips or pop or beer or whatever or whatever. Of course, I'm waiting for the contest on organic apples. I haven't seen one yet. I've heard there was one. There was one once on bananas, but generally it tends to be the food that we shouldn't be eating. Right. <laughs> All the delicious stuff. Yeah, well, has the margin in it, right? So, so um, for the no purchase entry option, I've gone into GPP and say, hey, I need uh, an essay 50 words or more on this topic and it writes it out and then the no purchase entry options usually require handwritten um, submissions so then i just hand copy it out and mail it in so i don't have to come up with the the wording which i found was fun i didn't win the sweepstakes but i got my entry in (laughs) there you go you might even be able to use one of those um like touch note or uh, one of the places that sends cards for you that look handwritten, you know, or the well, no, they, places. they want you to handwrite they, it's it. It's like on actual it. handwriting. They, yeah. They're going to pull yours goes, out and they're like, no, the computer hand wrote this. <laughs> well, yeah, actually they, <laughs> they <will>. would. They <laughs> will. Um, well, let me they, ask you they this. Sometimes actually. are very sticky on the rules. Right? Well, the, the rules are actually, I'll just before you start, the rules are actually a legal and binding document um, that can be upheld in a court of law. It's basically a contract between you and right. the sponsor. And if you want to see a good example of this, watch McMillions, the documentary that was on mm-hmm. HBO. It was in like six parts. And I jumped out. <laughs> My boyfriend, George, was like, calm down. I said, I knew it. When they got to the part and the attorney general was using the rules because the people that cheated broke the rules and that's what they used in court to charge these people with fraud and it was because of the rules. And I said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) So it's, it's, uh, it's very important that you follow the rules and they also follow their rules. I used to live down the road from these people when I lived in Oregon who would have garage sales all the time, but they were like those super couponer people. You know, they weren't buying the stuff. They were going to the store and buying, you know, like 87 bottles of shampoo for, you know, 60 cents or, you know, whatever. And then they would have garage sales and sell all the stuff. Um, and they were always entering stuff and contests and, you know, they you see them at the grocery store and you're just like, just pick a different aisle, dude, because you're going to be here for an hour while they ring up their four shopping carts full of Doritos. But so let me ask you the other side, which is if I'm a company and I'm going to have a contest, right? For marketing, Mm -hmm. what rules do you think I need to put in place? You know, considering the, you know, the era of AI, right? So do I, is the handwriting contest entry a good idea? Is there other things you can do? Like, make somebody sign up with their social media account or whatever it is. Yeah. There's a lot of things companies do to um, make sure that it's real people versus a bot. So for example, you know, it's, it's easy to do bot ones for things like the Twitter contest where you just retweet, follow and retweet. Right. That's pretty simple program, but there's so many programs now that you have to, 
you know, put in your email and then hit submit and then you're playing a game and you have to do maybe an instant win game or you have to do something on your mobile phone. It, like there's no way that a computer can go through and do all the steps for the verification and for the captcha and for the, I mean, maybe they could, but I can't see it based on how, you know, first of all, like Starbucks is doing one right now. I have to log into my account right. to enter. So that's not going to yeah. work. I mean, you can, what's definitely not impossible, right? Oh, Using yeah. tools that exist now, but you would need to be a developer to do it, which is, which kind of limits the point, right? Because yeah. I mean, if you're a developer who's good enough to write something to log into your Starbucks account, play the game, and then get the prize, then you're wasting your time because you could be making $300 an hour instead of trying to get a <laughs> Starbucks card, right? And also, you know, uh, you have to make a purchase in the store to get entries because so, it's attached to your card, which is right. attached to your account. And then there, you have to read the rules to find the very m minuscule button for the no purchase entry option for that day. You can only do it once right. a day. And then the link goes to your email. So you have to click your email link, which is unique to you that comes. So it's, it would be really hard to have somebody, you yeah. know, scam all that. Now, there's a lot of automation that I've seen before to do those kinds of things. But what happens is they get, there's always seems to be some kind of one or two manual steps you still have to do in the process. So maybe it can speed it up, but I don't think you're ever going to yeah. kind of beat the system because well, I'll just change I, the system. I use, Ro I like to use RoboForm. I tell people mm -hmm. you have to be, one of the keys to winning is to be organized. Right. Because you don't want to, um, believe it or not, companies don't take down the sweepstakes right away sometimes <laughs> or have it lock off, depending on their marketing budget on how they develop the sweepstakes. Right. Um, so sometimes, you know, you would enter, especially when I started and it was just like a straight up entry page, it'd still be up days after it, it closed. So here I am right. entering, wasting my time because the contest is already closed. Um, I would get all excited, enter one, I'd enter my, I call him my husband, and then I would, go, oh yeah, I should read the rules, which is my number one tip, always read the rules. Then I read, oh, one entry per household. Well, I've just disqualified us, like, right. you know, it's, so it's good to have a system. And I use RoboForm, and it just helps me go faster. So I can enter more in one hour than without the program. Right. Because it helps me stay organized, and it can fill out forms. And it's, and it's nice because I'm not going to make a typing mistake. Cause think about it, if you're entering and you make a typo on your email, they have no way to notify you right. because you've just not disqualified yourself, but made it impossible to right. win. They can't reach you. Uh, so what's, let me ask you, and you don't have to say the company if you don't want to, but what's the last thing you won? Um, I, we won, it was on Instagram. And it was from that new show on Prime, Daisy and the Six. It was a Daisy and the Six prize pack, which we are waiting yeah. for to come in the mail. Nice. <laughs> you know, I've always been like really lucky with like, like sweepstakes and charity draws and stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, I just win crap all the time. And I don't even really enter that often unless it's like a charity or something I'm entering. Maybe I should just get back in there, just get entering. You should. Stuff. There's the big yeah. stuff. There's little stuff and there's big stuff. So there's three kinds of prizes out there available, available to be won. There's just fun prizes, 
you know, like I have out on my, in my garden, I have a little Travelocity gnome. He's cute. I love him. He's weird. Doesn't change my life, but it's fun. Then there's things that will replace your um, budget. So you can win, you know, gas cards and grocery gift cards and gift baskets with beauty products and stuff that you would have to go and buy anyway. But now that money is allocated elsewhere. You can use right. it to pay down debt or save up for a vacation. Then there's stuff that may be out of your budget. Some people just don't have it in their budget for a brand new fridge or a, a brand new car or that vacation. Right. So this can can um, give them an opportunity that they they just don't have the funds for. And then there's the prizes that money can't buy. Like I've met Sting, totally cool. Michael Bublé at a private concert. It was like 30 people. And then in between songs, he would come around and meet everybody and take pictures and sign autographs. And that was so cool. And like, that's not going to happen in my everyday life. Right. <laughs> and I have had friends, sweepstakes friends that have won. Um, well, they just started coming back. But, you know, the Oscars red carpet, you know, they're on the red carpet with the stars and, you know, Super Bowl. Like, when are you going to go to the Super Bowl? Right. That's not going to happen. Especially if you're from Canada. It makes it a little more yeah. tough. Yeah. My friend, my sweeping friend, Tom, there's actually a huge community of sweepstakers. <laughs> we're all friends. And he had a buddy that won and he took them and they were right on the uh, field during halftime. Right. Nice. Watching the halftime show. When, when is yeah, that going to happen in your everyday yeah. life? Never, unless you want a sweepstakes. It's funny so, as everybody talks about like meeting celebrities and stuff. And I like, I'm always like telling my wife, I'm like, I went to Creator Economy Expo a few weeks ago and I met Jay Bear. And she's like, who? <laughs> I'm like, you know, the guy who wrote the book about like marketing stuff. And she's like, I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> to me, it's a big deal. But, you know, maybe it's not Sting. But also, Jay Bear has a really good channel on, uh, I think it's Instagram and TikTok right now, about uh, learning about how to taste tequilas properly, which is an interesting <laughs> twist. But uh, so anyways, I, I don't want to run out of time. And I love all the ideas so far on entering yeah. contests. Um, but if somebody wants to learn about, like, the best way to, you know, all these tips that you have, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Oh, it's a um, lot. <laughs> is it like, do they go to your website? Do they get a book? What, how do they learn these things? Well, what I started with is I want to get people started. And so I created a couple of things on my website. First, I have a free sweepstakes starter kit. It's a little booklet that I created. Mm -hmm. And they could go to my website, contestqueen.com and get that. And then... Um, I also have a section on my website that says five steps to begin winning. And it's a little more in depth. So it, it wasn't really conducive to a book and it has a lot of links in it. And so I set up that section and people can go through. And again, that's where I start outlining, you know, get an email address just for entering and always read the rules and use what is known as a sweepstakes aggregate because it aggregates all the sweepstakes into one place and saves you a ton of time because you don't want to randomly just try and find things on the internet yourself that kind of a thing and and i right. get i walk people through i guess the they're steps. time sensitive right so there's a lot of times they're not going to be on google or bing or something because they're not indexed yet until the contest's over 
Well, yeah, and it depends on the giveaway. Like I won a trip last year uh, from booking.com and it was only held during the Super Bowl. So it was basically a five-hour contest. Yeah, you can't really Google that. You, yeah, you can't Google that. You had to know about it. And if you didn't know about it, you weren't entering. So that's why it's good to use an aggregate because they just bring them in. Now, I do find all my locals on my own. I set up a list of all the local media outlets and companies in my area that I know that host frequent sweepstakes and giveaways. And then I check those once a week to see what they have new because those will also not end up on the aggregates. And of course, your local list is going to be dependent on where you live. So if you're in a major market like LA or New York, uh, you're going to have more opportunity to, you know, for Disney prizes, Universal prizes, Broadway shows, you know, things like that. And if you live in a rural area, you're going to have less of those opportunities. You know, I live near right. Toronto, so there's a lot of movie premieres. At one point, my daughter said to me, when was the last time we paid for a movie, Mom? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then we had all these movie gift cards we had won and were saving because we always used to use them for the popcorn when we win the tickets. And then the pandemic happened. And I thought, oh, no, we have like hundreds of dollars in movie, right. movie, movie cards. And the re we didn't use them because we were always winning the tickets. And so, yeah, I was really happy when the theaters opened again. <laughs> wow. So I know that we have the promise this season on my show of of tactical ai things and i have an ai idea for your business that i think you can Ooh, use. i so would love there. it because i'm automating this year that's one of my uh goals is to automate so there's a chrome plugin that you can okay. get it works on uh on on browser as well and there's a few others that do it but it's called auto gpt okay auto gpt is a task-based ai so what okay. you do is you tell it what the task you want it to do is, and okay. then you hit, there's a little plus sign there if you want to add another task. And then you say, continue. And it will, essentially what it does, it makes some API calls, and then it comes back and it says, this is the plan that I've put together to accomplish your task. Ooh. And then it starts completing those steps. And each time, for each step, you got to click the button because it's not 100% automated. Okay. The reason for that is that you don't want to tell it to do something that is an infinite loop that will burn through all of your money because you have to pay for API calls. But it's a fraction mm -hmm. of a cent, right? So I think like uh, you just go to OpenAI, right? Just okay. like you would use ChatGPT. Just type okay. into the internet OpenAI API key, right? API is Application Programming Interface. So API key. They will give you one. And you get, I think you get $18 of credit, and then you have to pay for it after that. But if you have a plus account, you can use that for the API calls too. Oh, it's anyway. like a tri free trial, so it's good. Right. You get to test it. Free trial, you get to test it out. It costs Excellent. about 0.3 or 0.4 cents to do an API call. So auto GPT is going to cost you 10 cents a day kind of thing. Like it's super cheap. Uh, yeah, I think my business could afford that. That's right. <laughs> So, you get the Auto GPT Chrome plugin. Don't confuse it because there's an Auto GP program for, for Python, which you need to be a developer. This is just a plugin. You just click the plugin install and it installs it. Mm -hmm. And then you log in, you put your API key in, and you're ready to go. And then you say, 
uh, I'm going to give you a list of URLs where I want you to check if there's an active promotion or sweepstakes and then paste mm -hmm. in the URL and then you do that test it you know you got to test it a little bit to get it to work right once you've got it copy and paste in all those URLs that you use into one big kind of prompt and you hit go and it'll go check all the URLs and it's going to report back to you if there is a current promotion or contest. Hmm, that's interesting. And then it'll tell you which ones have it. So instead of you having to go check them, you can have the auto agent go do that for oh. you and just give you a list of which ones are currently active and then you can go double check them yourself. So instead of checking all of them, you can just check the ones it thinks have oh. an active promotion. Yeah, that's a good idea because I do something close to it with RoboForm and I go through all the local media and it just, you know, I highlight it, it opens them all up, I just check one at a time and I do that once a week. This sounds like it would even be faster than that. You can. You might even be able to set it up to enter some of them for you. Um, I'm not sure how well it works with other plugins. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, I'm a little wary of that because the number one thing is to always read the rules. Right. And so if it's not aware of the rules, you don't want to disqualify yourself. So I would always be wary of something entering on my behalf. You could also and, ask it to read the rules. And also, the other thing that's in the rules is it doesn't like, there's actually uh, always a clause about auto, you know, entries. Right, um, automation. Something like RoboForm is fine because it's very similar to autocomplete. And I know sponsors do prefer that because then they know there's no spelling errors and there's people that might have arthritis or right. have low vision and it's much easier for them to use a product like that because then there's less chance there'll be an error especially like i said even filling out regular forms if you know if you make a mistake um you won't be able to be contacted sweepstakes or not right and so that's where it's good but I would love to try it to see what else it could do. Because yeah, I have you more than do, one business. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying is all you want to do is you want to take anything that is a repeatable kind of yes. low value or time consuming task that you do. And you want to hand that off to an AI or an AI agent. And those programs are going to get better over time. But I was able to use AutoGPT. I said, you know, I want to write an article um, about where people can donate um, for victims of the forest fires in Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. And it made a plan. It said, I have to make sure that the charities are reputable and that the information I provide is accurate. So I'm going to double check the information with other websites. And it did all these things. And it gave me some useful information. There's still a few I had to go look up myself. Mm -hmm. But I would say it did 75% of the work, right? And that cuts out a huge amount that of time that you can use elsewhere. That cuts out a time, right? Yeah. And I'm going to go write the post, you know, that tells people where they can donate and stuff like that. I'm just using it to go find the resources, right? Instead of me going and searching, I have it go search the internet for me, right? So it can save you a huge amount of time. Well, that would be interesting because there are... Um searches that people do on a regular basis to find local sweepstakes other than your local media that there's keywords that they consistently search for um 
and use a Google alerts for, mm -hmm. but this might be one step above that. And that um, not just me, but fellow sweepstakers could use it to consistently find uh, new and active uh, giveaways. So, and this is something that's coming up very, very soon um, is in Google workspace. So if somebody has their Gmail mm -hmm. through Google Workspace, or if you have Microsoft Office 365, you have your email through that, mm -hmm. you'll be able to use their AI. Um, they have a, they're, they're called different names on different platforms, mm -hmm. but there's going to be an AI that you can use to ask questions there. And you'll be able to do stuff like search my email for, you know, the word winner or search my email for... Conf confirmation and it'll go through all your email get you all the confirmation emails and then you can just go click them you know oh my god that's fantastic that. yeah i've been doing the searches but that i actually have that tip in my book um about searching your email you know every few days for the word winner or congratulations or even the word affidavit but then mm -hmm. affidavit because sometimes people spell Spell, right. spell, it spell it wrong <laughs> so, oh, so you also look for the the uh error errors um uh, uh, winning notifications absolutely as a canadian you will appreciate this so we have companies in the u.s and canada so i wrote a canadian to usa translator with gpt um it uses um the gpt api call and it goes out and so when we write a blog um, for or an article or a press release or something for a company that operates in Canada and the US we used to have to manually go through and read it and change all the spelling you know for words like neighborhood that's OU or armor is OU you know color. versus US spelling color is C O L O U R in Canada and it's C O L O R in the United States and also there's some slang terms and stuff that are different you know between the countries and so it does all this for us now. You just paste in the article and you decide if you want to convert it to, you know, American or Canadian and you hit the button and it does it in about 15 seconds. And I used That's to take interesting. hours. Well, I had when I wrote this book, it was the American edition. And I had a friend, an American sweeping buddy, and she edited the book American style. She had she went through an Americanized the book right. and it wasn't just the lingo it was sometimes how you said things mm -hmm. or explained things and so i had to go and fix it now it's really interesting one thing i discovered is we think it's a sweepstake because it's singular but for some reason it's sweepstakes it's always plural even when you say it singularly right and then every country has their different things so in in america it's sweepstakes in Canada and Australia and India, it's contests. We enter contests. Mm -hmm. And in the UK um, and a few other countries than that, you're entering competitions. So there's sweepers, there's contesters, and there's compers. And it oh, just depends on where you live. Oh, that's interesting. And the book that you're pointing out was You Can't Win If You Don't Enter, for those of you who are listening and not watching the video. Oh, yes, that's uh, right. I forgot. Yeah, no, <laughs> Sorry. No and, well, Carolyn, I think there's a lot of value packed in here for people. Uh, a few AI ideas as well as how they could win contests and stuff. We'll put a link to your uh, books and your website in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. And uh, 
Is there anything else you want to tell our audience before you leave for the day? I think we're good. Uh, just uh, soon, though, because my business has been expanding and I've been uh, writing more books, I actually started a publishing company called Words for Winning. And the website will be up soon. I've already started the socials. And that's where, at some point, all my books will live because they're not just sweepstakes books. And so they didn't fit on Contest Queen. I had to find, I had to make them a home. That's right. <laughs> that's great. And uh, you know what? Thanks so much for sharing your knowledge about, about winning with us. And, uh, you know, I think I, who knows what's going to happen with AI in the future. But for now, let it help you win some contests. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Carol. Thanks. <laughs>